look at that. We have a question from member NBL Pocket Podcast on our Patreon. Hmm? I found it. Everyone happy? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I hope it's basketball related because I'm I'm ready. Okay, so as a One Prime Plus member, you can actually, you know, suggest topics or even ask questions and we uh, may offer some advice or extended conversation on the show. So essentially boiling it down, uh, NBL Pocket Podcast as a member has said, I want to replace my uh, now iPhone 6 with four years of adequate usage, uh, but don't want to spend through the roof. With little time or energy for admin, this particular member wants to know what our advice would be to get a new phone. Not super interested in paying more than 1000 Australian dollars, which I can understand. Not cheap, you know, not being cheap here, just these phones are getting more expensive. So what do we recommend as the new replacement phone with that price bracket in mind? It's difficult because... So I, I broke it down into three categories and, and I won't just rehash that, but I've had more thoughts on it. One, the the idea that it's not more than a thousand Australian dollars, I was actually confused that I, I just assumed that was like the base price now for this stuff, but maybe not for like an SE2 kind of situation in, no. in Australia because that conversion just is killer, right? So... I feel like anything that I would I would recommend from here from my side almost doesn't even make sense because by the time it's converted it's like nope that's too much that's too much. Just remember our prices are tax inclusive. Mm, okay. Now I guess that helps a little bit then. Uh it's like eh, maybe my maybe my advice holds holds true then. The one thing I would say is I I at one point put out there that maybe just keep using the current one with a new battery so just get a battery swap because at this point a six battery is probably only lasting like 24 minutes i don't really feel good about that anymore as much as i like the idea of just put a new battery and keep going because it's doing what you want you're stuck on like ios 14 now probably or maybe i I think it runs ios 14 i I could be wrong but it's not going to run the next one so maybe you don't want the features but whatever benefits you get from you know, just security and so forth and just that kind of area. That worries me when you when you stop getting updates. So I, I think maybe I would throw that option out. I think your only option really is the SE2. But caveat, every year we get new phones in September. So probably less than a month from now, there's going to be new phones. Yes, you're not going to get the new phone, but whatever is the current phone will fall down one rung on the ladder. So what you're getting today might not be as good as what you get tomorrow for the same money. This is a really bad time to buy an iPhone. I would say you never want to buy an iPhone in August right before September, which is generally when, you know, if, if the last 10 years is any indication, there will be a new iPhone in about a month. So at the very least I would just do nothing until you hear what comes in this next one because you're probably going to get more bang for your buck see it's interesting that you say that because I, I i agree with you like if i were to say which phone should you buy just full stop i would say iphone 12 mini obviously just paying attention to the current generation i think you know jason you have a mini uh you're a fan of that too but given that this member is only still using an iphone 6 i'm not sure if they necessarily care about what's new 
So with respect to what you say about pricing, certainly if the pricing is going to get tossed around and they're going to end up being slightly ripped off by getting something that's now instantly outdated, I understand. I think what I like about the SE2 suggestion is that even the absolute top model of that particular range at 256 gigs is $929, plus the fact that it still has that iPhone 6 design. So if you love that familiarity or that feel of the phone, it's essentially an iPhone 6 on steroids. Or if you have a bunch of stuff that works with that 6, you know, Hmm. places you put it in your car or whatever, like it's still going to work. I agree with everything you guys have said. Just I'll just give you some little pricing points. So at apple.com slash au, you can get the iPhone SE for six, from $679. The iPhone 12 is from 1199 However, JB Hi-Fi obviously bought too many iPhone 12 minis, which speaks to the worry that they're not selling very well. Because JB Hi-Fi are selling an iPhone 12 mini 64 gigabytes for $899. Australian. Australian. Wow. So so you could get it. 64 gigabytes, is that enough? Is it not? Mm, I'd probably go 128. That's that's the one piece of missing information is what do you, like if you looked at your stats right now, how much storage are you using? Yeah. Because 64 is really not a lot. I'm going to rule up 64. Okay, so let's say it needs to 128. Yeah. That's at JB Hi-Fi, that's $979. Yes. All right. Okay. We did that's it. pretty good price for an iPhone 12 mini. So is our verdict that if you can get a 12 mini for this particular user's case, that's the one to go for. Otherwise, SE2 is the best budget option. I think so. Mm. But even with the 12 mini, I can't imagine it's going to be any more expensive than today, a month from now. Okay, a bit of follow-up. We, you recall we spoke about Yojimbo, and then we talked about Tot. So, Martin, you're a big propon- uh, proponent? Yeah, that's a good word. I'm into that. So I've, I tried Tot, and I liked it so much that I bought the uber expensive iOS version, $31 worth of Tot. That was a uh, an eye-watering amount to pay on the iOS app store, let me tell you. And then I look at the download size and it was about 7 megabytes. And it's like, couldn't you at least make it 170? Just to feel like I'm getting more megabytes for my money. <laughs> Damn the efficiency. If it were Electron, though, it would be, right? I, <laughs> exactly. It's the counter-argument. <laughs> so I've been enjoying Tot. I also... Yeah, Yojimbo still had, had a place, though. I was kind of enjoying Yojimbo as a place to randomly put stuff is that in place of devon think or is that is that what's the devon think's gone now right or are we still doing that do we do we waver and we devon think went okay and it was like i needed to find somewhere to put random bits of pieces especially like pdfs i might clip from ios or something I how did you get it out where where did did could you import that into into uh the the new one or how does that work or you don't really have to export anything it's just like a folder of stuff or something in your Jimbo, Devon thing, Devon thing. Oh, it's just folders. It's, you can just grab them and get them out. Oh, okay. So then you just but drag I have, those into your Jimbo. Yeah, but I haven't. I haven't done that. But yes, ah. you can. And your Jimbo, but your Jimbo. I was like, is it really the best? And then I, I went down an Eagle Filer path from Michael Sai. It's been around forever. Eagle Filer. It's one I've always kept my eye on. And then I realized that Eagle Fire is just basically a t- it's just like a like a simpler version of Devon Think. And so what, I have Devon Think. Why would I use Eagle Filer? I don't see the justification for that. <sighs> so where was I? I was basically now stuck between many places. 
And I suddenly realized that Yojimbo was not doing it for me. And I thought, Devin Think is still the best. <laughs> so what I did, okay, I have, I have changed my approach a little bit. So I've created in Devon Think, or it, yeah, in Devon Think, I've created a Devon Jimbo section. <laughs> what? Wow. What, Wait, your Jimbo doesn't work for you? So you've named your new Devon Think your Jimbo? <laughs> no, no, I've named it Devon Jimbo. <laughs> what does that mean? Go on. Well, because it's to remind me that I, I am to use this like your Jimbo, but it's Devon Think, right? So I just drop stuff in there. <laughs> and, and then what? And, and then what happens? And, and then I can find it later if I should ever need it. I'm still just revisiting <laughs> the idea that Jason and I subtly put forwards earlier. What is wrong with the finder and or <laughs> a text editor that could contain text and then have those things saved in the finder. Because if I, okay, this is a classic example, right? I, I had a, a newspaper or an article yeah, from a newspaper that I wanted to keep. So I put it into reader view and then I print it as PDF. Mm. Now, where, where do I put that in the finder? Do I create a folder? Like, I think they call them folders. Like, I put, and just what, what do I classify it as? Though? You could call is it folder Jimbo if it makes you happy. <laughs> Finder Jimbo. <laughs> Finder Jimbo. Folder Jimbo. Whatever. <laughs> Mac OS look, Jimbo. But when you look at it in the Finder, you don't get a nice three-pane view. You don't get to see the details of the Finder and then a preview of the file. Yeah, you can. You probably can. but As soon as you select it, it shows up on the right. Yeah, you have the right pane that shows you what the preview is. You could even have that gallery view, like the old cover flow if you want. It's never big enough. Well, you should just expand it to full screen and have Finder permanently to the edges. Oh, like Windows. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Can I just ask quickly, Devon, right? Because I've never used Devon Think. Is Devon Think, the Devon in Devon Think, is that referring Mm. to the deli meat? No, it's referring to the company, Devon Technologies. Because I know nothing about it. And every time you say it, I just think of Devon. Well, stop it. You're wrong. (laughs) It is not not an application to catalog meat. No. Although I guess you could. Honestly, as a kid, we always used to go to Rajal's Deli, right? In the suburb of Figtree where I lived. And not Victory, Figtree. I'm saying, I'm just saying that because Germans pulled me up on that one saying, you live in the suburb of Victory? And I'm like, no, it's not Victory. It's Figtree because there are big fig trees there. Anyway, we always used to get free Devon over the counter when I was like five or six years old. So you saying Devon thing over and over again is just triggering me for like deli meats. Yeah. And it's not Devon anyway. It's Poloni. Well, either or, I think. If you're in Western Australia, you say Poloni, I think. We say Devon, anyway. Continue. So continue with Poloni Think. So, okay, so I don't think that I'm going to buy the license for Yojimbo, the $20 like upgrade from my old version. I don't think I'll do that. And I think I'm just going to go back to Devon Think, but but with a special database called Devon Jimbo. Devon Jimbo. So do you have to pay licensing, do you think, on the name, even though you're not buying a license to the app? I'm concerned mm. that there's going to be a naming rights issue now that you've kind of co-opted the Jimbo portion. Do you think you have to pay them like $10 just to... I think they stole it from Kurosawa in the first place. So Okay, you know. so you feel like this is like public domain at this point and it's, it's, it's a safe thing yeah. to do? Okay. I think I can just... Yeah, I think I just go for it. Okay. Um, All right. So Devin Devin Jimbo is now your database in Devin Think that does exactly what it did before. Yes. 
but is named differently. Yeah, and, and I'm not organizing it beyond just Devin Jimbo. Ah, so it's just one giant... It's as if your computer had a system built into it that could hold files all in one place. Yeah. And then I, I don't even know if I dare go down this path. <laughs> Devin Jimbo to go? Yeah. Ah, I haven't, I haven't yet gone back to that. That remains deleted from my iPad. Okay. And all I do is I... <laughs> okay, you'll like this. You'll like this workflow. If I find something on my iPad that I want in DevonThink, mm-hmm. I save it into... iCloud Drive, which yes. is Finder. Yes. yes. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a special folder in iCloud Drive. Called iCloud Drive auto- Jimbo and it has, everything's fine. <laughs> it has an automation. So that actually gets sucked straight into the Dev and Jimbo inbox. It sounds very, very well thought out and streamlined. So I like it. Thank you. I learned so much on this podcast with you too. <laughs> I'm proud of it. One day I'll do a screencast of my, uh, my Dev and Jimbo workflow. You could put it on our, on our YouTube that we don't have yet. But we will. No, you know what? Here we go. Here's the official announcement. Oh. Hemispheric Views YouTube channel is going Mm. to launch and the first video will be a screencast of the whatever the hell Jimbo thing Andrew was doing. Devin Jimbo. But um, this month, actually, uh, we have an interesting episode coming up on One Prime Plus for anyone who already subscribes or wishes to subscribe. We're going to be discussing photography and a very specific app which has been doing the rounds recently recently called glass so if you're interested instagram in that, oh in, yes instagram's a big one yeah we <laughs> might mention that briefly probably not but yes if you're interested in hearing more about our thoughts on glass you should sign up and prepare for that extra special members only episode i got a new app i don't think anyone's ever heard of it mm-hmm. craft it's the it's the best app. I just wanted to throw that out there again. I've started using it in new ways recently due to some changes in my life and it just gets better and better every time I use it. Every every time I use it, it's there's a new thing that's just cool and useful and doesn't upset me. So, there you go. Very very good app. And the, the I guess I should probably tell you what that feature is. Um that's the daily notes calendar looking view. So generally, given a typical day for me, I'd like to have a, a running list of, of what's going on that day. But you don't necessarily want, you know, 365 notes a year cluttering up your regular notes, right? Because a lot of that stuff, maybe you'll want it later, but probably not. So there's this little calendar view and you click on that and every day you have a fresh note and you can put all your stuff that's kind of in a separate place. Yet when you search globally, can still find it and one step further you put you can put tasks in there if you want i do i put a little i have a little uh, expansion thing that does my top three things i'm working on for that day meeting notes and then at the bottom actions and i put my little actions in there and you think ah but really you want your actions to be in things because that's where you keep all your kind of to-do-y stuff like how am i going to do that am i going to copy and paste nope i'm going to select them Hit the little send to things button. Boom. Craft creates all those things over in things for me. Done deal. It's freaking magic. Two questions. Two questions. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Question one. Question one. What? How do you delineate what goes into a daily note versus what goes into a self-contained note? Generally, daily notes are only interaction type meetings with other people. That's that's kind of how I break it down. If this were like I'm doing research for XYZ product thing, that would probably just be its own note, I would I would think. But yeah, it's generally meetings or interactions with other people that will lead to there being some kind of output needed. That's kind of my daily stuff. And usually that stuff you never need to go back to because I kind of try to, at the end of that day, make sure that all does something else, right? There's not like I need to go back and reference something. If I do need to reference it, maybe it needs to be its own note. Second question. Yes. When you're writing these daily notes and each time, each line or what have you is a new thought or a new event that happens Mm -hmm. through the day, Mm -hmm. are you assigning bullet points to those things or are you just starting them as new paragraph? This may sound silly, but I have a real issue with I never know if it doesn't seem right if it doesn't start with a bullet, but I don't like the way craft renders its bullets. And I, I wish it were an outliner. Or even the toggles, because that's a separate thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's what's annoying about it. Because, yeah, I just really want it to be an outliner, but it's not. Tell me, do you, or do you just start writing, like, bullets. Uh, as a sentence? Everything's bullets. Uh, I find yeah. it easier to find information when it's all bullets versus it being a paragraph. If it's a paragraph, it's too hard to just quickly scan and pick things out. Because they're really, they're, it's kind of more shorthand notes. I'm not, you know, I'm not recording meeting notes or meeting yep. minutes or whatever the hell people call yep. them. It's just like, boom, quick little things. So definitely bullets. I think I might need an explanation as to why. You've said that several times that it's not an outliner. Mm. I feel like an outliner is just, it's a bullet and then there's like an indented one underneath it and then maybe another indented one and then the next one's kind of outdented a little bit. I, it does that. I don't. What's not an outliner? I don't. I don't understand that part. Because the toggles could kind of work that way, couldn't they? Ideas within ideas. Oh, in the sense that you can like expand and can and oh, okay, I see what you're saying. And also, yeah, you're right, Martin. The, the, I, and I had great excitement when I saw those little toggle triangles because mm-hmm. they look outlinery, but they don't really behave in a like. You can't quick if you you want to be able to tab shift tab to bounce them back in. And then you want to be able to you know, command shift up and move, like move them, have them move up above one another. So it's not keyboard driven is what you're saying. Yeah. And then if you start to click and drag, sometimes it'll, lo- it seems to sometimes not stick to the triangle that it's under it mm. to it'll randomly bounce out and becomes its own thing. So it doesn't, it's not, they're not connected well enough. Okay, so you're you're more wanting like active participation in these notes as they're being taken and like live my uh, like movement and stuff. Mm, Whereas I'm yeah. just like bullet, 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 bullet. Yeah. I don't really care what they look like. It's more that I just need stuff on a page. I see. Yeah. Okay. So then, no, it would not work in that sense mm. for you. I yeah, it's more just bullets. That remains my holy grail that I continue to look for and not quite find one to my satisfaction. Mm. A daily note that's an outliner that does everything else. So everything is so cra- so close. Craft, Dynalist, Omni Outliner. If you just mush them together. I think it might that might be a feature for me that it doesn't do all that stuff because then I feel like I would just get hung up on 
oh, this should be above that. And this should be inside of, oh, wait, this should actually be a child of that or, you know, a parent of, of the, it's just like, I think I would get too hung up on that. And it would, I would it's never like you're living inside right my brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure everything is in correct buckets and, and indented and, and so forth. And then I can put in all my little, my little horizontal rules and Ooh. so forth. <laughs> I love a horizontal rule in a note. I gotta tell you, if if a note thing doesn't have a horizontal rule, mm, that's a that's a deal breaker. Just like to put a line under things. Yeah, I love I love a line. I love a good line. Just uh, and I love that craft has three different widths of lines, so you can be like, I'm just sort of wanting to put a line here, or like I'm putting a line here. Like, I mean, serious line business with this one. Okay. So, so when you were at school. Okay, did you have your oh, inches? What's all that about? Um, 30 or 40 centimeter ruler. Sorry, I have to go with the metric here. And were you like 12 doing inch, 12 inch ruler? 12 inch ruler, one foot. 12 inch. Now, I'm just thinking of like a Subway sandwich. Okay, so did you have the equivalent of a Subway sandwich and just like draw lines underneath bits of text that you finished in your school books? Probably. Did you actually do horizontal rules? I don't remember, but I bet I, if I had a 30 centimeter ruler, I bet I would have done at least a 29 centimeter line on a paper for sure did you rule margins as well vertical left-hand margins no but i would write little symbols in the margins to denote different things so like maybe okay. a star would go in like symbols go in the margin mm. not not anything else but oh so you already had pre-ruled margins is that what you're saying pre-ruled margins that's correct okay because i remember very very strictly at primary school there was the rule that you would have the one centimeter gap from the left was this the same for you andrew before yeah, ruling your yeah, own you would margin. actually you would have to get your ruler and put a little dot at the top and yep. do it at the bottom put a little dot then flip your ruler line up Correct. the dots and then draw the line down yeah very satisfying yeah they should have like figured out that you could put those lines on there during the paper manufacturing process i think they did it was probably just a form of like societal child control it's like if oh. we can just get them really focused on ruling this page with like between two dots yeah we've got their attention for a limited time Okay. You've reminded me about something I haven't thought about in ages, how I used to do my my writing. It was probably high school, but I used to, you'd have the fold, the folder paper, you know, it would be a reinforced mm-hmm. paper. It would be pre-ruled. It would have the, the margin. When a new lesson came along, I wouldn't start a new sheet of paper. I would do two lines, two horizontal lines, Jason style. Mm. Oh, he's looking happy with that. And then that, then that would become basically my header for the next section. And I would put a date on the left Mm. i would put the title of the topic the lesson in the middle and then just carry on one line space and then start my writing that's exactly what i used to do when i did work notes on paper yeah it would just be a continuous thing it just felt like such a waste because sometimes there'd only be like a little bit on the next page and it's like what do do i do with that that extra space i'm not going to come back to it and i don't want to just leave it blank that just seems Mm. rude so yeah, you just continue on. Maybe I should just go back to that. That was really su- successful. I spent years with that system hmm. and it worked. Do you still have some of those paper resources filed somewhere? I did for years, but there are no, no more. Paper oh, Jimbo. Paper Jimbo. It's time to get Paper Jimbo happening. Paper and there's no subscription fee for that, except for the purchase of tangible paper goods. I but, bet you, know. you could find a paper thing that has a subscription. <laughs> 
<laughs> there has to be one. There's got to be some kind of like super hipstery note taking thing where you can get like a subscription journal or something. There's got to be, yeah. right? Yeah, it right, seems like right. an untapped market if there isn't. Oh, important question. What were your rulers made from? Uh, I think in the beginning they were the wood with the little little metal thingy like embedded uh, yeah. in the edge so you could actually draw a straight line. Then once you actually figured your life out and realized that those sucked, you're like all in on the aluminum ruler with the mm. little cork kind of stuff on the back of it. So it would, it oh. would, uh, it would, yeah, oh, those wow. were like, those were the good ones. Cork on the back of it. I'm not even sure if I've seen that. I don't know what the purpose of it was, but it made it sit real nice on the paper and you could move it around nicely. And like, so if you were going to draw a line and then move it and draw a line, it wouldn't stick or tear on the paper. It was very nice. Those those were probably the top wow. top rulers for me. What about you, Andrew? Uh, started off with a wooden one in primary school. Uh, yeah. Had sort of almost the embossed numbers and dashes in mm. them. Embossed. Wow. Sort of, yeah, it was like almost premium seared in the numbers seared into the wood mm. yeah and you could run your finger yeah. over it and feel it then i graduated to plastic mm. um and i was very particular about my rulers as well probably come mm. as no surprise to anybody um I n- i'm very surprised. never wanted yeah never wanted any vandalism to happen to my ruler Mm-mm. i looked after it because if you didn't want you didn't want a little chunk in it no and i i, I cared for my ruler greatly do you, do you remember every time that Never weaponized you'd it. go to like draw a line with a Sharpie or something and you'd accidentally <laughs> write on it? It's like end of the, it's the worst thing is when you yeah. accident. I just did that recently uh, on a ruler in the garage. Not really. It's, it's like a four foot ruler with like a T square on the top. Oh, the T square. Yeah. And I was drawing with a Sharpie and you look away for one second and all of a sudden you've got a little sharpie line on your nice crisp blue ruler what do you it's do worst. you gotta sand that back and you know fix up the t-square it's really bad and oh oh my god i just realized too one time i bought a ruler uh that i didn't even need at all because have you seen those like triangular rulers where they have like three fins in like a triangle shape and then each side measures different things. Have you seen this? I don't think so. Uh, oh, I'm not man. sure if I have. I don't know what they're actually for. They're for some kind of advanced ruling that I never needed, but it just seemed like such a cool ruler that I had to have one. You're not so. thinking of a mathemat, I Do you know what a mathemat is? I don't know. Martin, you familiar with a mathemat? No, I'm going to have to look it up now. Mathemat. I hope that's what this is called. Mathemats are amazing. It's got three fins, so you can no, effectively it's not lay it flat, and then you can turn it to the next side, and then each edge has different measurements. On it. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. It's yeah, it's like it looks like a Toblerone almost. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. With kind of concave. Yes. On each yeah, side. Have, yeah. Yes. I'm with you now. I'm with you. I now. was going to say because I looked up the Mathemat, and it says "Set of Mathemat for Children," and it looks like some sort of color-coded thing with post-its on top of it. I was very confused. <laughs> Sounds like they've they've dumbed it down considerably <laughs> since my day. It used to have all the different geometric shapes in it, and it would also have conversion tables oh, wow. and rulers printed onto it. Very handy. See, as far as rulers go, and I'm actually, I shouldn't be surprised that I'm still the only one. I was pretty much the only one at school I could remember, from what I can recall, who had a completely metal ruler. 
Mm. And looking back, that thing was dangerous. Like, oh, yeah. If I'd gone to school with a knife, people would have said this child needs to be, you know, disciplined. It was essentially just a flat sword all the time. And it, it was ready to cut me open at any point. But it was kind of a thrill to know that you were using essentially a weapon to rule your margins. Did you ever take it out into the playground? And just uh, I think I hacked a branch or two once. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, those and those rulers, they weren't even aluminum. I think they were all stainless steel. So they were like really beefy for just drawing a line. It was a little questionable as to why those were as robust as they were. Forged by the blacksmith of Officeworks. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So speaking of um of mathematics, Andrew. Hmm. You just basically spent like half of WA's GDP last week <laughs> or this oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. So what's up with that? You you never buy anything. And now all of a sudden I'm getting messages yeah. of like, I got this, I got that. And JB Hi-Fi, I bought the whole store. Yeah, it was it was Saturday. And Hannah and I were a bit, was it Saturday? It might have been Sunday. No, it was Saturday. I'm waiting um, for the adjective. Hannah and I were a bit dot, bored. dot, dot. Bored. Oh, bored. I was going to say drunk. <laughs> no, we were just bored. <laughs> and we we're looking at our TV, and, and it's a TV that we've been talking talking about needing to replace at some point in the future for a number of years already. Mm. We looked at each other and said, let's go get a new TV. <laughs> Basically. And I was like, yeah, okay. So, because it had been one of these things I've been putting off as well, because I didn't want to do the research project about what's a good TV. Which is surprising to me, because that's the fun part like buying the tv is just kind of you could have made an outline and then you could have had the pros and cons and there's too many there's too many i didn't even know the what whatever i'm too far out of the world to know what even matters so i did the next best thing i didn't do any research i just (laughs) i think i sent i sent jason a message and i said jason what's a good tv and what did you say jason do you recall uh, I don't. I think I probably just said whatever one I had. Okay, I well, was good. So I'm glad I was I asked. Said, that, that's good. Yeah, sorry, Martin. <laughs> don't take it personally or anything. <laughs> no, not at all. I just wanted to make you feel bad. Keep going. <laughs> you don't draw. You don't draw diagrams of your network topology either. Um, so you got to pick. Damn, choose the right guy for the job. Okay, damn it. So and then I so I repeated back to Hannah. I said, Hannah, Jason has said that the LG is the one to get. So. Okay, so we checked, we checked online, we looked at JB Hi-Fi, and then we ended up going to the good guys because it was, we didn't have to uh, cross over the busy road to get to them, and they had it for the same price as JB Hi-Fi. Good guys? like The good guys. Is it called The Good Guys or Good the Guys? The Good Guys. The Good Guys. Their jingle used to be to the tune of Good Vibrations. We went there. We went, walked in, found the TV that Jason recommended, Looked at it. Happened to be the only TV in the store that was turned off, which is a little bit of a worrying omen. We talked to the sales guy. He came over and asked us, you know, is there anything you'd like to ask? And I said, well, yeah, can you turn that TV on? <laughs> so he turned it on. I looked at it. I was like, now it looks good. Yeah, Jason obviously knew what he was talking about. Obviously. Yep, that's the price. And we said to him, okay, we'll take it. It was the easiest sale that this guy had made probably forever. Well, he did have to turn it on, though. That was He did. Some he work. did. And he had a whole bunch of remote controls like glued to a his hands board. What? <laughs> he had this big wooden board with a whole sequence of remote controls stuck to it, so he could choose the right remote control. Quite Edward impressive. Siri hands. Was that his <laughs> <name>? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, so, so Paul New TV, the the biggest, the greatest negotiation is, can you get it to us today? I said we live like a, literally a kilometer or two away, but that thing will not fit in our car. Yes, they could. They did. It arrived, and away we went. It's ridiculous when you get some of these TVs. The box that they come in. To putting the stand on was the most. Oh my God, that was scary. They are so. Th- it's terrifying. It's so thin. So it's an LG for people who care. It's an LG C1 OLED, 65 centimeter. Yeah, 65. Or is that inches? inches? That's still inches. I was say 65 centimeters. You could measure that with your school ruler. <laughs> I think that's, that's like inches. your iPad. <laughs> it's very nice. But, but yeah, it's so thin. And then to put the stand on, you have to lay it down. Yeah. Right? Which is the first thing, right? That's nerve wracking. Then you realize you can't put the stand on unless it's not only laying down, but hovering slightly off a mm-hmm. surface mm-hmm. to enable the angles of this stand to be put on and screwed in. You almost have to clear a table, put a towel or cloth down so that the edge of the TV is off it so that the stand is the thing that's hovering. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But it was, and but then because we didn't realize that at first, so we had to kind of lift it again. And you're watching this sort of screen flex a little bit and you stick your hand right under it to try and support it. It just petrified that you're going to snap it in half. Yeah, I don't want to go down this whole path, but this is where if Apple had made a final product like television that you could buy, you could bet that it would have come out perfectly complete and you'd have those little pull tab bits of paper that go all the way around and you wouldn't have had to do this. Yeah. Because I have an LG, I think we, what we all have LG OLEDs now. Is that right? I'm gathering that. Oh, did you have, do you have an LG OLED as well? Do we have the same TV? Is it the same one? I have a 55 inch from 2017 or 2018. Yeah. Okay, so mine's obviously a bit newer, but yeah, I think the same. the C one is because it's twenty twenty one, and the C X was from twenty twenty, C nine was twenty nineteen. I think they do it that way. Right. Okay. So right. So it's probably a C seven since it's twenty seventeen. Okay. But yeah, something much. like that. Yes, but it's lovely, and I never notice anything wrong with it. And yeah, one of the best things I've ever owned. It's really weird how the top part is effectively just a piece of glass. Yeah. And then the only like meat of the tv is way mm. way de- it's kind of like it's almost like an imac kind of thing see what they should do i can imagine let's say apple were to do this you can imagine that the tv would come completely assembled it would be fixed to the stand already and i can just imagine that like some beautiful origami lotus the box would flip out fall apart fall <laughs> apart and the tv would just be in the middle ready to pull up with some sort of grab handle system it wouldn't be this yeah congratulations you've just spent thousands of dollars prepare to break this thing and I had to go on YouTube to figure it out because like, the, the little diagram of how to put it together was so bad. I was like, I don't want to stuff this up. That's why the TV was $5,000 instead of $50,000. You know what was worse? Is when you sit, then you have to spend hours trying to set it up and you cannot for the life of you get the full surround sound system to work properly and all the inputs and outputs going into your Yamaha receiver. Mm. Until you finally realize, oh, great. Yamaha Jimbo. My Yamaha receiver is from like 2013 or 2014 or something. And it doesn't support all the new stuff that this TV is pumping out. So you have to go back to another store and purchase another piece of equipment. You got to get that Dolby Vision and Dolby... Uh, uh-huh. uh, Dolby everything. the other one? Dolby. There's a Dolby. Atmos? Atmos. Yeah, you got to get Atmos. that. 
which I don't, I've only got, I don't have this, I don't even have surround sound. I've got 3.1. So it's not that I'm doing anything miraculous, but still you needed a new receiver. So I had to go out again, another store. This was from West Coast Hi-Fi. Had a good deal on the Denon, a, a Denon receiver, just a low end one, but more money spent. So I have just spent like All crazy. Man. How's your cable situation? I totally overpaid for an HDMI cable knowingly because I couldn't be bothered. The first one he showed me, and, he, and I said, "How much is that going to be? 150 bucks. <laughs> Get out of town <laughs> for an HDMI cable." That's I'm not like paying 150 dollars for an HDMI cable. And he looked at me, he's like, "Yeah, no, you're not." So I think that was almost like a, con- a condition of sale that they had to they had to try and sell this ridiculously priced one but then i he, he was so nice at, so he brought out the next one still way too much money i overpaid i couldn't be bothered at that point i was just like yeah give it to me i just i'll just take it and so that yeah i was still that was 50 bucks mm. which i know is too much for an hdmi cable still but now i'm up and running wow and the best news of all this guys everything was budgeted in YNAB. no debt hangover been saving for years for this stuff so the money was just sitting there in its YNAB category waiting to be provisioned. Is, is everyone in the household happy with the new television? Yes, except they're still trying to figure out which of the inputs, you know, HDMI 1, HDMI 2, you know. Then it's got the smart TV overlaid on top of it and all that kind of stuff. See, I have to step in because I've now been dubbed not only Feldfoot but also Mr. Default, right? Mm. This is where if you eliminate all potential products from your home entertainment unit other than the Apple things, you have no such problems. If you completely submit to the Apple TV lifestyle and either connected speakers or HomePods, Mm. you never, ever have to worry about anything again. So I'm not telling you to throw out all of your stuff, but it could be helpful. Throw out all your stuff. Yeah, Jason said to throw out all your stuff. (laughs) Do you know what the... Best thing about all this TV, the one I was most excited about, was not watching TV at all, but entering these new items into the depreciation schedule. I've got a wife who just wants to watch a TV show, and I'm like, well, we can't yet. And then I got it working to remember because the receiver wasn't working right, so I could get the I got the audio working in one half, but then you'd switch over and there'd be no audio, and it was so. And then you'd go and reset everything, and it's like. Do I want it, do I want the audio to be passed through or auto and nightmare 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 and then finally it was working it was in stereo and Hannah's like well I can watch that well no Hannah you cannot because this is not you you're hearing stereo but that's not stereo you should be hearing 3.1 sound it's not right so but she's like well I can hear it I can, no you can't hear it you're hearing it but you're not hearing it so yeah, so that whole night, then that night was researching which receiver do I want to buy. I did more research on the receiver than the TV and then having to wait the next day mm. to 12 o'clock when the shop opened because it was a Sunday that it opened till 12 o'clock, mm. rushing down there and getting it and then getting visits from, from my own mother and my mother-in-law preventing me from actually finishing the setup. I mean, it's like they love you or something. It was horrendous. It was horrendous can't believe them. I just wanted time alone. Visits from relatives, horrendous. Entering data into a spreadsheet. Thumbs up. 